excited to chat that up. Yeah. So good to be back talking about these yeah. comic books. Yeah, it's good to hit the record button this time because last time we didn't hit the record button. <laughs> we didn't. We ended up uh, we ended up doing like the uh, bestie friend thing and just uh, had a conversation. And <laughs> For three when it was and all said and done, we're like, okay, well, it looks like we record next week. <laughs> which is totally fine three and, and a half hours which yeah. was you know obviously great conversation but yeah we uh totally had totally had it on the docket to get a show done i had planned for it and planning for my part has become more of an issue nowadays and it is easier uh so we got it planned we got it set we sat down in front of microphones we had our headphones on and we literally just talked for three and a half hours and uh, didn't even touch comic books once in that conversation. We didn't. So we, we didn't. It was so, just... We uh, didn't even hit the record buttons. We were just, we were just chatting about stuff and, you know, breaking, uh, breaking through walls and barriers and all that fun stuff. So, <laughs> Yeah, it was great. And it gives... Uh, I want to be a little bit selfish. It gives people a longer chance to, uh, to listen to my young son, James, on the last show. Because he was asking, dude. Yeah, that was a great show, by the way. Thanks. He was asking. That was awesome. Uh, And I forgot that I haven't had a chance to even, you know, on the air congratulate on the air, on the air, Uh, on the on the podcast. (laughs) We're congratulating him on the air. It's dude. I don't. John Lemmings. There's a button that probably does it that I don't know what to push. Um, (laughs) But yeah, man, like I haven't I haven't had a chance to even say anything about it. But dude. Uh, hearing James on the show, uh, you know, obviously I had to edit it. So uh, after it was recorded, I edited it and then got everything together and then pushed it up uh, on the uh, on on the SoundCloud. Um, but dude, I've listened to it since and just ah, just it's so fun. It is so much fun listening to you guys talk and him. I love that he loves Spider Man so much. Yeah, That's man, he some is, of my favorite parts, dude. I just he's, he's a so Spider Man freak, dude. He he is such a big Spider Man. Uh, super fan and it was funny yeah. because you know he asked me the following day you know last yeah. week when we when we were going to record um he goes uh, he, he said uh how'd the show go and i said well i said you know it didn't end up happening i said we you know we had everything set up the microphones were hot skype yeah, was man. up you know um i i skype with ryan via an ipad i think you throw me up on your uh your pc monitor there i think yeah or, i've or got you your you're iPhone. in no man, iPhone. you're in you're you're like in 27 inch. Oh wow, glory. dude, I'm in glorious HD. Yeah, it's almost like you're here. <laughs> well, I'm now using you on my on my new 12.9 inch iPad Pro, mm. so it's like I do see that that beautiful bald head just right there, right there. Yeah. I love it. So yeah, he goes nothing but uh, a screen glow on my face, <laughs> right? That true tone glow <laughs> of Ryan O'Farrell. So James goes. Uh, so I told him, I said, you know, we we. We had everything ready, buddy. I said, but we just, you know, we ended up having just, you know, a good conversation. I said, as, uh, as best friends do. And I said, we were just kind of talking about life and just yeah. things like that. I said, you know, Ryan and I hadn't done that in a while. I said, you know, you and I talk probably literally every day. Um, oh, yeah. Sometimes it's shallow. Sometimes it's like, you know, you suck. No, you suck. And we just kind of leave it at that. And <laughs> <laughs> Or there's like a long text thread from one of us. And then there's like this rapid catch up with like, I, I don't know where we're at, but yeah, this is cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it was one of those opportunities where, you know, just, we just two guys are just, you know, they're friends. They haven't had deep conversation about just life and, and all that other good stuff. And he goes, Oh, he goes, yeah, cause that's, uh, that's cool. He said, well, 
He said, you know, uh, if you ever need me, I'm here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I'm like, man, I've created a little monster. Oh, yeah. He got a taste. He did. He got that taste got, yeah, of he it. Got, yeah, he got that, that first little dime bag mm. was free. <laughs> <laughs> well, make your own show, dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, make he, your own show, man. Start doing it. He just got a hand-me-down iPad today. Nice. He went, oh, yeah, yeah. He got my... my uh, fifth gen ipad which is 128 gigabytes and he's like whoa he goes i can put so many videos on here so yeah he's gonna be having a lot of or you can get some (laughs) james if you're listening you could get some recording software and start working on your own show and you can talk about all the things that you want to talk about that's right yeah absolutely but yeah dude he was uh he was thrilled he had a blast and and yeah uh, thank you for everyone on Twitter and uh, in person, you know, saying, yeah. hey, really enjoyed hearing James. Uh, he had a fun time, a little nervous to start, but he, he settled in <laughs> and got it, got it taken care of. He's a natural man, like his papa. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> there's no doubt. I loved it, dude. You I look really at that did. kid and there's no doubt that he's my son. There's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen pictures. Yeah, there's no doubt. <laughs> there's not a, there's not a lot of wondering if it's the mailman's kid. <laughs> it's pretty clear he's mine. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but James, again, man, thank you. You did great. Um, if anyone was going to sub in for me. You are the person to do it. So. Uh, I would agree 100 yeah, percent, you know, because, uh, you know, a little bit of a gap between that show and this one. Um, and you and I were trying to put together, uh, man, it was sometime like early July. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, you had gotten a little bit extra busy at work. Oh. I had gotten a little extra busy and, <laughs> yeah. and we're trying to, you know, we're talking via text. And I said, hey, man, we need to get at least a Ant-Man and Wasp show in. Sure. Yeah. And you're like, man. I think you had grandma visiting or something like that going on. Yeah, we had family in that weekend. I think it was there the 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 Ant Man launch weekend. We had some. We had my Lauren's grandmother and her aunt come in, and they visited for a couple of days. Yeah. So yeah. Um. And I, it's funny because I would I was at the and then on record, top of that I was working nights. I mean it was like yeah, day and yeah, night. You, you had a lot at, on your plate, work, man. So. You had a lot on your plate, and yeah. I am you know I was overtaxed as well because I was on vacation and I was at the oh, record yeah. store. Uh, <laughs> sending you these text just, messages just uh, grind into the bow that, oh dude i was exhausted i was picking up my uh appetite for destruction re-release on vinyl um it Epic. was exhausting it was exhausting right i'm glad i <laughs> had, had to li- well you could have to listen to the whole thing you, know, you oh, can't just you can't just, just not listen to the whole thing no no and i had to get up and turn the record over i mean there was a lot involved with wow that. And so, you know, initially <laughs> as I'm sitting there, uh, like I said, in the record store, Zia Records, yeah. by the way, give them a shout out. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm thinking, well, you know, I can do like a quick solo show, you know, make it like, you know, 25 or 30 minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, screw that, man. It's like, you know, my son's been wanting to be on the show. So I texted her. I said, okay. I said, James and I will put a show together uh, yeah. and we'll send it your way. And you were like, dude, that, there you go. Nailed. That sounds awesome. We're done. Go for yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Great. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely. Had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. All right, man. So, so let's, jump, uh, let's jump in here. Uh, so San Diego Comic-Con, I know, you know, reasonable we are a little bit late getting to it, um, but thank you for being patient for us. We're not obviously going to cover everything. It's SDCC. Um, Dude, too much um, goes on at SDCC for anybody to <laughs> yeah, cover. Yeah, right. 
All right, so here we go. Day one, hour one. Um, yeah, we're definitely not stream of conscious, like, str- you know, live tweeting and streaming oh while it's gosh, happening. So. I will say the coverage yeah. for this year's Comic-Con was pretty exhausting. Sci-fi, uh, so if you guys are still, like, using satellite cable or if you're like Ryan and I, you've cut the cord and you're using a streaming TV service, which is the way to go. It's cheaper. Oh, yeah. Um, Sci-fi was running San Diego Comic-Con, uh, like nonstop coverage. So, I mean, it was in your face everywhere. And of course, you know, all the, wow. all the usual suspects, you know, CBR.com, comicbook.com, IGN, yeah. you know, all those places, yeah. they were all covering it as well too. So, uh, reason bliss, if you were looking for a full rundown of Comic-Con, you've come to the wrong place because we just can't <laughs> do that. But we're going to kind of hit on some of the real big highlights that centered around <laughs> trailers. I'm um, sorry. I'm just trying to think of the demographic of person who's yeah. like, you know what? I got to wait for this. I'm, I've got to wait for like a month <laughs> to hear two guys like ramble about the general details. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I know I've got this internet I've in front of my waiting. face, but I really, I can't dive into any of that. <laughs> I've been waiting for a month until uh, these dude, two knuckle no, yucks. SCCC hasn't been a month, has it? It's been a week and a half. It's almost no, no. It's almost been a month, man. No, it's like shut it your was, mouth. I think it was like July 11th when it kind of kicked off, dude. No, yeah, man. no, 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 no. Okay, so anyway, let's let's dive in here. Uh, All right, let's hit the Shazam trailer first, man, because that was dude, right, right. How you know that trailer just felt good. Just a tall that. drink of water tell me about just it. a refreshing refreshing glass of water i thought i really uh one zachary levi is a fan favorite for me i i i've i've loved i loved watching chuck uh i was a i actually was a big fan of that show and that's one of those super dorky television shows it's like ah it's cheese it's i mean it's like it's so much cheese right like it's not even it's not even cheese it's fake cheese it's Velveeta. like it's just <laughs> It's a big block of Velveeta. It's a big you don't even have to keep it cold. You can just put <laughs> it take, on the shelf and it's fine. You take a can of Rotel and oh. a big block of Vita, oh. the Velveeta. You got Insta queso. Oh, <laughs> like, it oh. just happened. No, man. Dude, <laughs> but you're going to make me but, yak at that. Oh. That is gross. <laughs> oh. Wash it down with a tall glass of buttermilk. You'd be all right. Oh. <laughs> God so. bless it. Rotel and Velveeta. <laughs> Seriously, man. That's. Mexican food. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh man. All right. Yuck. Anyway. Uh but no it was but like, you know, it was it was super cheesy, but I loved it. I don't it just it was charming, it was cool, it was fun. They loved Rush and I love Rush, so we fit right in. Um and then of course like he gets recast into the Thor series. Yeah, um, he did, man. Into cuz he wasn't in the first one. The guy I can't remember the guy's name who played the fir- in the first one. Uh, but do you remember the character's name? I don't remember the character's name. Uh, no, but well, yeah, comic book fail. Uh, I don't because apparently Marvel didn't care about him either because they, oh, <laughs> uh, well they killed him instantly. So <laughs> yeah, apparently there was also someone at Marvel studios was like, what's the name of those other ones other than Siv? Uh, who cares? Kill him. <laughs> Just get rid of him. Yeah. Tired of this. <laughs> and the contracts. We've got this. We've got to wrap up this yeah, whole Yeah, this phase three business. is coming to an end, guys. You're out. I'm we've sorry. Gotta, Moving we've on. We've really got to wrap this stuff up. <laughs> Put this a bow is, on it. <laughs> this is not clean. Just get... The, we'll be good. 
All right, so what do you want to do it? Just immediately, as soon as Hella walks into the thing, just immediately take him just out. Dead. Just the Warriors. The Warriors, the Warriors what, three? Uh, the Warriors, two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> just, just have, just kill him. It's fine. Who cares? But no, he, but he was in the second one, and he yes. played a kind of a bigger role in the second one. Absolutely, yeah. Um, which, again, was probably one of the worst Thor movies, but it was still, you know, he still played a good part. Um, and then there was the, uh, in the third movie, of course, he died right away. But uh, after that, um, looks like, you know, after the second Thor movie, he, you know, DC gave him that phone call and rumors started coming out about Zachary Levi is being talked about being cast in Shazam and he's going to be B Shazam. And we've known about the rock thing, you know, Dwayne oh, Johnson yeah. since, you know, freaking forever ago. Dude, and I dude, am in, can I, can I add a side note here real quick? Yeah, I am in Dwayne Johnson exhaustion at this and point. And I, you haven't even seen any of those movies either. Uh, no, man. You know, Jumanji just <laughs> debuted on, on stars and yeah. I, I'm, you know, and I've heard really great things about it. I've I'm heard sure fantastic fun. things. And, and I've a, honestly heard nothing but yeah, great things same about that here, movie. Same here. And I am a wrestling fan. You guys know, man, I, I enjoy yeah. the pro wrestling. So I smell what The Rock is cooking. Sure. I've been smelling what The Rock's been cooking since, you know, 1999. But man, yeah. dadgummit, it's like this guy is in every other movie. And it, it's a little bit of Dwayne Johnson exhaustion at this yeah. point. And a little I'm, bit. I'm really glad, number one, that they, they did not cast. Dwayne Johnson as Shazam. That that's a miscast if they're ever. Oh, it would be miss anyway. But it was black. He's Black Adam. He will be Black Adam. Yeah, he will be Black black Adam, Adam. which I think is going to be a good fit. I really do. Uh, It'll be excellent. I'd love to see him as a villain. Like we've only see him as the hero. Like I'd love to see him be a villain. Like come on, dude. Even Arnold Schwarzenegger's most famous role was as a villain in the Terminator. Right. I mean, you know, Arnold. You know, I mean, he's got all these great other movies, but dude, his breakthrough is when he played a villain. Right. So yeah, it's good. But um, what I really like about Shazam, and I don't want to cut you off because I'm I'll hand the ball back over here. Because you sure, reference sure. Black Adam and The Rock is or Dwayne Johnson. I'm sorry, he doesn't yeah, go yeah, by yeah. The Rock. He goes by Dwayne Johnson. That, uh, from what we understand, there will be no Black Adam cameo in this movie, right? And, yeah. and I am thankful. Thank you, because this trailer is so bright, it's so colorful, oh it's lighthearted. And again, we're just seeing the trailer, but man, it, the yeah. trailer felt real, real good. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be lighthearted when it needs to be, serious when it needs to be, but it's not mm-hmm. going to take itself so serious yep like a dawn of justice like a man of steel at times yep where it's just it it starts to just weigh on your shoulders right and so i think not having a character uh who's as dark as black adam no pun intended yeah black adam is a dark character he's a bad guy super villain yeah and yeah we don't need that right now we don't need that in this movie and this trailer is so Uh, great I i mean just this you know, he's figuring out his powers. You're bulletproof, yeah. and oh, you're dead. <laughs> right? I mean, it's like, it's like if Big with Tom Hanks was a superhero movie. Oh yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, my exact thoughts. And I think it's going to be great. I, I yeah. think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm glad this they waited be, on this yeah. trailer. The special effects look good for being an early yeah. trailer. They don't look yeah. hokey. They don't look silly, and they're colorful. They're bright. They kept the Shazam look. It's supposed to look like that you don't need yeah. to give it some sort of edgy makeover yeah. it's supposed yeah. to look a little a little goof a little yeah. goofy and that's okay it's gonna i think yeah. i think i really think viewers are going to respond very well to it i really do we don't have to kevlar everything no 
You know no, what I mean? Like no. the Kevlar fad is starting to come to an end and we're wanting those realistic, colorful costumes. Well, Marvel you don't has proven to, you that can, you can yeah. do it Dude, and not have it look silly. If you could put someone, you could put a rocket raccoon on, tele, on, on, on the screen and everybody reacts great to it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, we, we are at the age of comic book movies where we no longer have to do the X-Men one thing. Yeah, throw everyone in black leather. Yeah, we don't have to do that anymore. No. We, it's wonderful. But I was yeah. going to say, uh, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to backtrack it just a little bit, but uh, only because I have to say this, as much as, uh, as much as we're both a little exhausted over Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson, um, I love Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> but, but there's, I, there's nothing uh, not to love about the guy. Dude is super inspirational. Oh, if you don't, please. if you if you have an Instagram account, I follow Dwayne Johnson on Instagram. One, you always get to see him working out, which is insane. He sleeps like uh, ten minutes a day. <laughs> dude, I swear to God. And while he's lifting chains and like weights on his shoulders, he's giving you like the most inspirational. Like you're gonna be awesome. You're gonna have a great day. Like you're gonna get your goals accomplished. You know, it's a whole thing. I love it. I'm in. I'm in. Dude, it's an absolute love. No argument. Dwayne Johnson is the man. <laughs> He just bought his uh, his stunt double that works with him almost in every movie. A brand new giant truck. Yep. Uh, one of those like F three fifties, jacked all the way up, like Man customized out the truck. wazoo. Just Man absolutely size. insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely insane truck and so it's like he i mean if the dude's heart is as big as he is and i think that really speaks to a lot and honestly like it speaks to it speaks to his success um because as much as we kind of go dude another dwayne johnson movie for real the dude is up front making movies mm-hmm. making his money doing the right thing and loving the crowds, loving the fans and riding this wave as long as it will take him. And I think yeah. he's his attitude toward it is not cynical. His attitude towards it is not, well, fame just gets me down. His attitude is not any of that. And I think, I think that's why we always see Dwayne Johnson because the dude's a yes man, obviously. You know what I mean? Like, hey, we went into this big movie. He was doing three blockbusters in the summer. Like, the dude had the dude was in like all the tr- all the top titles in the summer this year. Like he he was in them. So well, skyscraper didn't end up being the the hit yeah, that they thought. Nah, it would be. but but those summer blockbuster yeah. like big action movies like you know everything exploding all the time like that dude's up front center of them all. And you know, and let's and be I think honest, it's great he, for him. he's a good looking fella. The ladies like him. Dude's you handsome know, as heck. Who doesn't dude. want to be the yeah. Rock? Come on. And there's Come rumor on. that he's going to be at WrestleMania this year. So ooh, that would be cool. Again. If you smell, that'd be awesome. Wow. That's great. Yeah. Anyway, I, so that's I, my that's I, my I Dwayne Johnson. Like, I always smell. You what know, the rock as much as we get, you and I both get a little exhausted, totally and <laughs> rightfully so. I think. Uh, on the other side of that coin, the dude is sincerely one of the best people that we could have on this planet right now. Dude, and if so. I could have a body like that, he Jiminy Christmas, Christmas. <laughs> know, right? Chiseled out of rock. <laughs> <laughs> He's a specimen, dude. <laughs> dude eats half a chicken breast a day. You know, <laughs> he just, uh, yeah, man. I mean, it, we're, we're man crushing on Dwayne Johnson over here, but dude, uh, 100%. He is, dude, he is. Yeah. Yeah. That's a manly man. That's uh, 
There's I'm no in. doubts. <laughs> yeah, that's great to me. No doubt. Anyway, there. so uh, yeah, back to Shazam. I think this is going to be my take on this trailer is this will be the Spider-Man homecoming of DC. Yes, I agree. Um, Absolutely. Good comparison. You know, we've got the teenager aspect of this, you know, going into an adult body with adult powers and like really not understanding what his purpose is and trying to figure out as a teenager, like what your place is in this world, which is honestly, if you know, we were all teenagers once and that's exactly what we thought of while we were teenagers was how am I, do I fit in to this planet? Yeah. yeah. Great um, comparison, man. Great comparison. And oh man, that's it, what as immediately when I saw it, I was just like, Oh, this is going to be DC Spider-Man. Here we go. Like this well, is, it, this is, whew, we're going to get there. I really hope there is truth to the rumor because uh, you see in the trailer, mm-hmm. you see a, a very quick headline of Superman, and yeah. and one of the kids somehow has gotten a hold of of a batarang. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. So obviously this is a DC EU movie. Okay. Um, yeah. we don't, number one, we don't need Batman in this. No question. We don't need Batman. No. We no. We all love Batman, but we don't need him in this. Yeah. He wouldn't fit. Number one, we saw would. the spider. We saw the. I'm sorry, not Spider-Man. We saw the Batman Flash interactions, and I think that was close enough to what we needed from Batman and you know what I mean? That kind of, that kind of interaction there. Batman would not fit in this movie. Uh, The rumor is though, that Henry Cavill will have a cameo uh, as Kal-El as Superman in this movie. And I think that's a good fit to have because if, when you play along with the idea of homecoming, you know, you and I had, uh, which was a year ago, which is crazy. You and I had this fear that it was going to be, you know, Tony and his little buddy Pete, oh, right? Man, yeah. And Ooh. there couldn't be farther from the truth. Uh, yeah, Tony so was happy there. We were wrong. Yeah, Tony was there <laughs> as a as a support, uh, but it didn't have to lean on him for you know two yeah. hours and forty minutes. So I, I don't think Henry Cavill is going to be as much in this movie as Iron Man was in Homecoming. Yeah, but if whether it's an end credit scene or it's or it's later towards the end of the movie, what better character to have? be that mentor like hey i'm gonna be keeping an eye on you not because i don't trust you because that would be a batman approach right hey i'm gonna be keeping my eye on you pal right because it'd be i'm gonna keep my eye on you to figure out well if you decide to go rogue well now i got shazam and kella what the heck right so that'd be (laughs) yeah yeah, that'd be a much different you know gritty conversation that this movie does not need but just a hey you know i'm here i'm gonna be keeping my eye on you and i think that's how you I think that's how you rebuild this DCEU franchise. I know a couple yeah. people got a little bent at me on Twitter when I said that this trailer is, at least from the, from the early set, looks like it's yeah. getting things back on course. And I had a few people going, well, it was already on course. It was fine. Well, it really wasn't fine. Justice League steered it right into some icebergs mm-hmm. is what happened. It, w- it wasn't on course. It was like, oh, there's some icebergs. Yeah. Let's, let's see if we can navigate our way through those things. They, we should be all right. And the yep. repercussions We're reasonable. are reasonable. Yeah, re- yeah. We see the faults. Yeah, and and uh, the fallout from Justice League is still here. People are yep. demanding the Snyder cut, and Zach is releasing this little still shot and this little screenshot. So I think with Shazam coming up, and then you've got Wonder Woman eighty four. This is the course correction. Get out of the iceberg. Justice League happened. I would love to see a Snyder cut. It's. I don't think it's going to happen. We need to let it go. That's the film we got. It's a part of canon. 
get out of the icebergs and we're doing that now with Shazam. And I'm super excited, man. That trailer was great. Yeah. The story of Justice League, and that's what I love about, you know, all of this canon stuff. Let's, you know, let's talk about the canon fodder. The all of the stuff that we've we've had, you know, inside of Man of Steel, inside of BVS, and now inside of Justice League, um, all the stuff we had doesn't doesn't mean that it was it was a bad story. It means that it may have been bad storytelling. And I think there's a clear difference there. Um when I love the story of Justice League and I love the story of Batman versus Superman. And sometimes I mistake that for the how it was told to me. Correct. Because I can sit and I can sit behind it and say, man, like I I really, you know, because I've had this conversation with my peers too, man. Like we have conversations about it and it's just like, dude, you know, the first thing I hear, Justice League is trash. Batman versus Superman is trash. Man of Steel was barely good. You know, it's a, and it's a lot of those conversations and it's like, cool, but, and then we talk about the story of it and it's pleasant. Like, that's the good part of the conversation is the story of these movies. And I think the storytelling left a lot to be desired, but the story was fantastic. And we get to, we get to see this story played out on, on movies, but let's be real. Like some of that storytelling was not great and it was a lot left to be desired and in some places it was just plain terrible um and that's okay because mistakes happen and we can move on those we're fans we move on from those things and we love the story of what happens we love that kal-el comes back and we love how he comes back and we love that he has a a fight with batman again and he remembers him uh, but then we had to watch a CG lip and then we had to watch like some weird faults with like how the dialogue may have been spoken. And we have some weird issues with the, the, the actual, some of the more of the visuals, like we can have issues with those things. That's okay. But the story is important and I'm excited about the story. So, uh, and trying to end my soapbox here, dude. Um, other than that, like that's, that's kind of my point of it. And I, I want to kind of break that down. I was thinking about that this week of just, why we why there is a split down the middle of DCEU is bad, DCEU is good, and I think there is a there's a uh there's a middle ground here that we're missing, and I think it's that. I think it's it's a good story that we really love, but some of it's just kind of tough storytelling. Yeah, and, and I think we're gonna see that rectified, <clears throat> hopefully with Shazam and also with Aquaman. Yeah. We got that trailer literally the same day. As oh well yeah. Too. Just mi- within like a couple of hours, maybe an hour from each Absolutely. other. It was fantastic. Huge. That trailer again too. And I, and I kind of forgot to mention Aquaman when we talked about Shazam and then wonder woman 84. Uh, we've got no, Aquaman okay. that again, uh, the, the trailer was bright. It was colorful. Uh, I got some chills watching it. The, the musical yeah. score, the, the two underwater armies meeting together and, you're seeing these fantastic sea creatures that are, are you know, kind of mythological looking yeah. creatures that aren't your just, oh, it's going to be Aquaman riding around on a, on a big seahorse <laughs> like that goofy <laughs> meme that's been around since, you know, forever and a day. Yeah. That uh, I, I got to say, man, uh, when we talk about casting. Yeah. I, I, I like Jason Momoa as this version of Aquaman. Uh, oh, he looks like he's having a lot of fun his delivery arthur, is, he is he is arthur curry man he is man and it's yeah. a different take on arthur curry and you know as longtime comic book readers man you know 
if there's ever one character that just has been the DC's whipping boy, it's Oof. always been Aquaman. The just the, the name is tough. The name, the is, name yeah. is tough. The name is you. You did you did him no favors. <laughs> right really did get go. Really didn't. Yeah. Aquaman. Like that is. It's like you know if your last name tough. was was Stalks and you named your son Broccoli. You know it just you <laughs> you kind of you know Broccoli Stalks. I mean you just. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't for do the them. time that it was created in. Like I, I mean, oh, it makes yeah. sense. It's in the, yeah, you know, it's you're talking a little the cheese, you know, sixties, man. Yeah, that was the that was the B. Well, man, I think it was even earlier than that. I think it was in the fifties. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, so the the name, the how he's been portrayed. Because uh, I remember as a kid, you know, watching the Super Friends cartoon, which is great. I mean, you want to watch some cheesy cartoons. Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, <laughs> Superman. <laughs> Discusses with Batman about the Joker. And then we go like to Superman. Batman. We have to discuss. Yeah. Yeah. We have to discuss about the Joker. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Doom, <laughs> Sinestro and Lex Luthor plot against Wonder Woman. Ugh. We As have to plot against Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, back in Gotham City. Yeah, it's the just, cheapest show that was ever made. Oh, nothing ever happened. As a kid, it was so bad ace. As an adult, oh, you're just it's cringing. Oof. Through the whole thing. Oof. Rough. Yeah. No, so, 1941 though. 1941 on Aquaman. 41. Okay. So you've got you know, and Aquaman was portrayed really goofy in that Super Friends cartoon. Uh, the way always he, rode around on that seahorse. Uh, yeah, riding around on the seahorse, and it just uh, and they would have to try to get like the action always around water, so he could get involved in some form or fashion. And he's gone through so many different reboots and relaunches and reimaginings and print. You yeah, know, I, you think of the the Aquaman of the '90s who had the trident for a hand. Where here's our edgy Aquaman, and then we tried our you know soft spoken. You know, yeah. King of Atlantis, Aquaman. It's like, well, could you have made him any more, you know, weenie than you, <laughs> than the name implies, you know? And now the Arthur Curry that we've got uh, in print, really yeah. great portrayal. Oh, yeah. Very interesting. I mean, ever since New 52, to be honest yes, with you. New yeah. 52 intro to Aquaman. If you have not read New 52, number Aquaman number one, I have it. I it's actually have great. it in that closet right there. It's fantastic. Wow. Yes. Super good. Uh, Flashpoint. He is so good in Flashpoint. Yeah, and uh, how he's portrayed on screen with Jason Momoa. It's a different look. Yeah, totally. And good. Momoa is all in. And you know, repeatedly people have said, you know, one of the shining jewels of Justice League was Momoa. Yeah, and everything from his, it just felt like he had instant chemistry with the yeah. other actors on on set. And I love well, he his, owned the role. I mean, it was did, just like yes. he embodied that. Because I think like to a certain extent, like we I don't disagree with any of these castings, but every once in a while, like we get with Robert Downey Jr. and I and, and, and Tony Stark, like there is a, a very the thinnest line between the actor and the character. Yes. And I think yes. for the DC universe, it's Momoa. that is yeah. Momoa. Yes. Like. Dude, uh, everyone, everyone is great. Honestly, everyone is fantastic. I don't think you and all I the top had, tiers are wonderful. Yeah, I don't Wonder think Woman's you and I have ever great. had a question on casting with the DC. Yeah, casting's been great, and it's been great. Uh, you know, Affleck. We we agreed about Affleck. 
Um, we agreed but, yeah. on Jared the, Leto as Joker. Yeah. We like that interpretation. But the, the thin line between the character and the actor is the thinnest with him. And I think it's because yeah, he agree. owns it. I think it's just his, his, his level of commitment to a role and to embody that character that it's not a job. It's not an act. It's like, that's just kind of Momoa going, all right, I'm Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. And this, uh, I'm Aquaman now I'm going to go do Aquaman stuff. This, this looks like, um, I could be wrong, but I think this is a post justice league movie as well too. I don't think it's, I a thought pre. it, I thought it was, I thought it was pre, is it pre? Yeah. I thought or it does it span a timeline? It probably, you know, yeah, it probably spans a timeline to be honest. Yeah. I, I was under the impression that it was a, a, post justice league because he's wearing the green and gold armor which yeah. he which he didn't really wear because he borrowed armor in justice league yeah. if you remember he borrowed it so it looks like he's wearing his own atlantean armor uh amber heard i think great looking cast is, is sure. Mara. she looks yeah. great fantastic uh the special effects look really good for being underwater it, it gives it a yeah. good effect without looking hokey without looking cheesy and again man we want to stress the color the color Man. it's yeah. it's a it's a comic book coming to life and i love the end of that trailer when you know mara just jumps out of a plane looks like they're kind of in a desert landscaping which is interesting yeah. because that's not usually an area that you see aquaman at i think it's stretching that character it's as like superman is to kryptonite aquaman yeah, is, is to, to the sand. desert yeah it's uh, <laughs> he lands in the sand he's like bad mistake it's like you know um it's but so like hot. when she just when she just it's hot <laughs> warm when she died <laughs> it's hot in these Man, rhinos <laughs> um she jumps out of the plane and you know the pilot's like i don't think she's got a parachute and he's like ah redheads right and then he just jumps out <laughs> it just it's, jumps out yeah <laughs> that i'm like guys yeah. dc Man, warner brothers there. thank you thank you because yeah. it, it's even what my little man said on the last show because I asked him, I said, what can DC do to make these movies better? Because he loves yeah. these DC movies as well, too. But Ben, he'll yeah. tell you, dude, he, he go, he'll run to Marvel Studios first for a couple sure. of reasons. They're lighter. They're more colorful. And he yeah. said repeatedly, if you, if you guys remember what, what my little guy said, there was hope. When he watches the Marvel movies, there's hope. Yeah. He feels hope. Even yeah. at the end of Infinity War, he's crying and he's like, but he knows there's hope. This wasn't sure. the end of the story. There's hope. And let's yeah. be honest, man, BVS, where's the hope? Justice League, hope? Suicide Squad, hope? Yeah, not Good so movies, much. we like them. Yeah. But, you know, color, hope. You know, what, what are superheroes supposed to be? And, yeah, exactly. And these Shazam, well, I mean, Wonder Woman gave it to us. Now we got Shazam, yeah. looks like it's going to do it. Aquaman looks like it's going to deliver. Initially, I again yeah. I like the course correction, and and I hope it I'm lives excited. up. I hope it yeah. lives up to our early expectations. Uh, yeah. And I'm I'm excited for these movies, man. I think they're going to yeah. be great. A couple things on uh, Aquaman here. I think uh, I just want to make sure uh, Aquaman is a post Justice League, so we'll be seeing it's, so it's it after is, the effects. Okay. I like that. Yeah, I like that I like after the, the effects of Justice League. League. So okay. we're not going to see like a big prequel. Um, then before I get into anything, before I get into the cast, because I want to do some call-outs on there that I'm really excited to see. Uh, the The thing that I'm, I'm most excited, the thing that I'm excited about the most is the thing that we were talking about, uh, I think, on our first show uh, was Batman versus Superman, uh, was our first show on Reasonable Fanboys, number uno. 
Um, that show, we, we talked a lot about DC's direction. We talked a lot about DC, about our view of Batman and Superman, but we talked a lot about like how DC is handling their launches versus how Marvel handled their launches. And, you know, I could be wrong, but if I remember correctly, and this is, I feel like this has always been my thought, at least if I didn't vocalize it in that show, I've vocalized it since then. I was, I've been wanting the slow burn. I've been wanting, give us the stories of these characters before you jam them all into one big group and make me care about everybody at once because it's not going to happen. I'm not going to care about every single character at the same time. It's, it's impossible. But if you slow burn it, if you give me the character backstory, if you make me fall in love with who they are and their story and their struggle, I'll be in it for life. You know, I will. That's that's what these movies do. Um, and I think starting off with Man of Steel and then instantly going into the group dynamic, man, I think it was a misstep. I always will think it was a misstep. I really do. Um, I, again, I love the stories. I love the story. I don't really like the storytelling. Um, but now that we're getting into some of these solo movies, we've got Wonder Woman was a knockout hit. Knockout hit. Uh, and we've seen some of the stills for Wonder Woman 84. Kristen Wiig is the casting that I am excited to see. And I've got my hopes up for, for Wonder Woman 84. Um, but is it is the odd casting. It's not the casting that's like, man, I'm great. I am excited to see it only because I'm yeah. excited to see Kristen Wiig in a different light. You know, yes. one of my favorite SNL women, uh, you know, third place with, with Tina Fey, Amy Poehler and her. Yeah. And then, you know, Kate McKinnon, honestly, like the closest fourth that could ever appear. Um, but Kristen Wiig entering into a comic book role and action movie like, Man, okay, all right, I'm in, I'm excited, I hope it's great, and I really hope like everything turns out. I'm excited to see her be in that kind of space. So we're getting those stories, we're getting those intro stories, we're getting those solo stories that we've been wanting since uh, Dawn of Justice, um, and, and, and things are finally starting to swing back around for me to good storytelling as long as well as good stories. So it's all evening out. Some of the cast though, um, that I'm really excited to see is Willem Dafoe, uh, is the counselor of Atlantis, uh, which is really, really cool. Um, and then Dolph Lundgren is King, uh, Neris, which yes. dude, when was the last time we've seen Dolph Lundgren? You know what I mean? Dolph like, Lundgren is, I'm so excited. And then of course, Nicole Kidman mm -hmm. is the queen. Um, I must and, thank you. Yeah. That's my dog <laughs> like, longer from Rocky. Dude, yeah, man. Rocky, you. dude. <laughs> Go for it. He had all the technology in the world and, and Sylvester's over there. You know, Rocky's over there punching meats. If you want so. to, uh, <laughs> sides of beef. If you, if you want to watch an awesome Dolph Lundgren YouTube video, Okay. Just simply go to YouTube, type in Dolph Lundgren sings Elvis. And it's from some Dutch TV yeah. show. He does everything from sing and dance to play the drums. He's freaking awesome. You know, he's an MIT graduate. I did not in know. In chemical that. engineering. Chemical engineering. Dolph and he Lundgren. plays up on that. He plays up on that in Expendables, too. Which, by the way, you guys all know how much I love the Expendables movies. Love it, love it, love it. He plays up on it in the second Expendables when he creates like thermite to blow themselves up out of a out of a cave. Yeah, 
And he's like just using like raw material. And someone goes, where'd you learn this kind of stuff? And he goes, what? You didn't think I went to school? So it's like a joke. Cause like he literally knows how to like yeah. make thermite out of like he went to MIT. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I've got it on just so you know, I'm like, I've got it. You're talking. I've got, I've like actually pulled it up on YouTube right now. Yeah, dude, it's, it's I'm awesome. I'm watching this thing. It's amazing. Just hear like, it's the greatest thing you'll ever watch. This is it's why the internet exists. One of the best things. <laughs> it is. <laughs> this it's, is, if, if look up Dolph Lundgren sings Elvis that you're, you know, where I'm going to post it in Twitter, I think here in like five seconds. Okay. Yeah. Put uh, it on our feed as we're because live. that, yes, that is, that is gold. It's the greatest thing you'll ever watch, man. It's why the internet exists. And there he is backing up on the drums. Yeah. He's awesome. So he, he's singing. Dude, yeah, this guy. I'm, yeah, I'm, dude, Dolph oh, Lundgren's man. the man. I'm in, he's I'm, the man. I'm in a hundred percent. All right, I gotta stop that because I'll just watch that video. Yeah, I was gonna say you're just gonna sit here and just watch Dolph Lundgren. He's the man. <laughs> guy's awesome. Last show, <laughs> like this show, we talk for twenty minutes and then I Ryan watches Dolph Lundgren for another thirty. <laughs> I must break you. Yeah, I must. I must break you. I must break you. Oh man, so good. So yeah, so super excited. Uh, we've got uh, oh, and thir- and uh, not you know obviously nothing to be left behind. But as we move forward uh, with our stuff, let's talk a little bit about the thing that um, I got to experience pure when watching this movie. <laughs> yes, you did. How <laughs> you managed uh, to avoid that spoiler is beyond me. I ha- yeah, that's really surprising to me too. Like I like truly and deeply surprising to me that I've never got spoiled because I didn't see it in the theater. I, I think I saw it on like it was on HBO mm-hmm. and I have HBO now. So I was like on my phone one night and I was just like, you know, what? I just I'm kind of laying down. I'm chilling. You watched that night. on your phone. Yeah, I watched it on my phone. Wow. OK, you didn't even get. Well, you, I mean, it's one thing to watch it at home, which majority of us now watch our movies yeah. at home anyway. But yeah, it's amazing that you didn't throw that up on uh, on your flat. Watched it right on the iPhone. OK. Well, you know, if you bring the if you bring the iPhone clo- really close to your eyeballs, there you go. Like it's like it you're in the theater. Like a giant theater. <laughs> <laughs> so, point, yeah, it's like the close. I don't know, that's a pro tip. Point pro has tip been for, proven. Pro, <laughs> pro tip for everybody out there: if you jam the phone on your on your face, it doesn't yeah. hurt your eyeballs at all. No, <laughs> no, it's good for you. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, that harsh. Tell your optometrist about just it. That they harsh laugh. backlighting of an iPhone in a dark room, right in your eyes. There's nothing wrong with that. It should feel make good. Sure, yeah, make sure. <laughs> make sure. Yeah, that blue light. That's perfect for sleeping. Right so. before you go to bed, you're gonna want to do that. <laughs> you you are dozed out. <laughs> Snoozeville, but yeah, man, um, you, you were so sheltered from that anyway, spoiler. Yeah, no idea. Um, we're so ta- of we're course, talking like, about the movie Split, right? Yeah, Split. So yeah. I watched Split. Yeah, so HBO. It's on. So Split's on HBO. Still I is, like, man. I got I uh, yeah. It's, it's, please watch it. Oh my gosh. So I'm watching the movie. And a spoiler alert: if anybody else hasn't seen it, dude, yet. you can't ruin it because it's everywhere now. I mean, it's, <laughs> at this but point, we will yeah. give a disclaimer. We're gonna we're yeah. gonna ruin Split. Because yeah, we're we talking about a trailer play. here in a second. Because it's no big deal. But uh, but yeah, so so like I said, like I, I, uh, what Unbreakable came out uh, 2004. No, oh, is it? I thought it was uh, here. You keep talking and I'll research that. I thought it was a okay. little bit older than that. Yeah, look it up. Oh, maybe 2002. I think it was either 2002 or 2004, something like that. Unbreakable, great movie. It was one of the few like Shyamalans that like leveled us. Like he was absolutely... 2000 there we go yeah man um yeah so unbreakable 2000 and then split was what 20 2016 
2016. So 16 years after Unbreakable. 2017. I'm sorry. My bad. 2017. 17 years. 2017. There you go. 17 years after Unbreakable. Uh, we finally get the sequel that we didn't know we were really getting. Yeah, you like had no idea that, that you was, were watching a sequel at all. I had no idea that I was watching a sequel. In fact, when it launched and came out, it wasn't really pitched as nope. being involved at all because of the M. Night way. He likes to throw that little shink right at the end. Well, And, and you're he, wondering... You've heard about the M. Night conspiracy, right? What's the M. Night conspiracy? So the M. Night Shyamalan conspiracy <laughs> is... Like, yeah. you know, I mean, the guy debuts with um, The Sixth Sense. Okay. Which is still, even to this day, even though everyone knows that Bruce Willis is a ghost <gasps> sure. at the end, right? Sure. It's still a great movie. It, yeah. E- it was even awesome. if you, you know, everyone knows the ending at this point. Yeah. It was awesome. Even though you know what's coming, it's such a beautifully directed movie. And once you know yeah. that he's a ghost, yeah. And you go back and you rewatch it, man, you're just picking up on all the, just how well Everything. people were directed yeah. and acted in this movie. It's, it's unbelievable. And it's never looked at. It, it is a it's crime. Amazing. It's a crime to me this day that that man did not win a best director award for that movie. It, that is a yeah. crime. You know, he followed it up with Unbreakable, which I, I think suffered a little bit of what I like to call the Jackie Brown syndrome. That, yeah. you know, Tarantino had Pulp Fiction. Before that, he did have Reservoir Dogs, but Pulp Fiction was the movie that people went, whoa, what is this guy doing? Yeah. It was a mold breaker, was Pulp Fiction. And how many Pulp Fiction clones came after that movie? How many Sixth Sense clones came after, after that, right? Yeah. But Unbreakable, I think people were expecting, oh, it's going to be just like the Sixth Sense. Yeah. Just like people were like, ooh, Jackie Brown's going to be Pulp Fiction too. No. Those two movies could not be any more different. And I think over time, Jackie Brown has become uh, much more accepted and loved over time. And I think Unbreakable is kind of the same way. Unbreakable didn't perform as well as The Sixth Sense. But over time, it got very much appreciated. Now, what's my point? Well, he had The Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, uh, Signs. And, uh, and then the village now out of those four, the village is probably the weaker of the four, but I enjoy all four of those movies. I, I enjoyed the hell out of the village. I really, the did. village is a great movie. We were introduced to, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, um, in a, yeah. in a larger role. And we are big fans of miss Bryce Dallas Howard. We, we enjoy yeah. her, her acting skills oh, yeah. and that scarlet red hair. Um, and we got a very young Joaquin Phoenix as well, too, in that. And uh, Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody, thank you. Yep. Sigourney Weaver. Um, so, yeah, Ed, who's a handsome lady still to this day. <laughs> handsome woman. She's a handsome woman. William so, Hurt, obviously. Sigourney yes, Weaver. William so that's Hurt. Like thank you. Yeah. 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 yeah, man. And so, but of the four, in my opinion, I, I feel the village is weaker. Science has oh, yeah. some bad story elements. It's like, why would they conquer a planet that's 70% water? Kind of a if, weird thing. Yeah. But. The story of redemption in that movie is beyond oh. the pale. It is so good. Yeah. So yeah. good. And then he kind of became commercial. And he was getting pegged to direct some pretty bad movies based off of bad contracts that he signed to get these first movies made. So yeah. then the studios were like, okay, we need you to do this. We need you to do that. And there are movies he didn't really want to do, but he contractually had to do. Because he's yeah. like, well, I kind of sold my soul to make these four movies and now <laughs> yeah. I've got to do some, yeah. you know, bool. 
And Lady in the Water air, was weird. Lady in the Water was weird. The last Airbender, you know, how many you know, last Airbender fans got bent Let's, over that? Oh my gosh! Like just the worst representation yeah, of a. And, and anime. I am not a. I am not an anime fan. I don't go Gaga for it. I applaud the passion of anime sure. fans, and I, I can yeah. I can empathize with their anger over that. Yeah. But the conspiracy I got, is, I got two of them, Akira and uh, what Afro Samurai. Those are the only two that okay. I, those are what I, what I watch. And uh, the, the rumor but the is happening, that, that was rough. Mm, that was another stinker. It was another stinker that just didn't yeah. really, and the rumor is that he did those intentionally bad to get out of a contract. Hmm. Maybe so. After that, he did Devil. I watched, I've seen Devil. Devil is good. Yeah, that elevator movie. Yes. That's crazy. Yes. <laughs> That's a crazy, crazy yeah. movie. And then he, <laughs> then he has, um, the, his last stinker was After Earth, that awful yeah. movie with Will Smith and Jaden Smith that is, man, if you thought Battlefield Earth was Scientology propaganda, watch that, that After Earth mess. <laughs> I mean, no kidding. <laughs> dude, I think if you buy that on Blu-ray, you get a copy of Dianetics with it, I think. Uh, pretty sure you do. If you're a Scientologist and you enjoy our show, I'm not trying to offend you, but come on, come on, we give me a break. That's like saying the Passion of the Christ wasn't promoting Christianity. Okay, I mean, After Earth was promoting Scientology. Let's let's get real here. Yeah. And, it and just if you really haven't wasn't, seen Battlefield Earth yet, just so you, uh, not After Earth, but if you haven't seen Battlefield Earth, it's on Netflix. But try to get two hours it, of your life back. Oh, it's one of the greatest terrible movies ever made. Oh uh, my God! Yeah, it's make it one of proud. the worst. Worst movies I've ever seen. You know, it, I it, I love that movie like I would love an ugly child. It's like you have to, <laughs> you have to love it. Yeah. You have to. It's like having an ugly ugly kid or an ugly dog, like just an just an ass ugly dog, and you're like, yeah, but that's my dog, and I have that's, to love it. That it's mine though. It's mine, and I have to love it. He's got gnarled up teeth and ears that are all just mismatched. Yeah, but. Uh, so anyway, dog. so he did these movies. They were kind of stinkers. And then yeah. he's got Devil and then came Split. And so the conspiracy theory is that he intentionally made poor decisions as a director in these movies to get out of contracts. So he huh. and but also made a ton of money off yeah. of it. So now he's bankrolling his own movies and he's making the movies that he wants to make. And I can buy into that because, yeah. you know, I know there's a lot of Shyamalan haters I, I don't I don't agree with it. I don't understand it. The man is a brilliant filmmaker. He knows how to write a really good story. And there's really no other explanation how you go from having four fairly original storytelling and directing movies to just doing, you know, for about yeah. 10 years. And then all of a sudden you're back with two really original movies with Devil and Split. And you're like, OK, yeah. so I kind of buy oh. into that conspiracy a little bit. And and Wayward Pines. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he did the uh, he did the TV show Wayward Pines, which if you haven't seen, I think it's on a few streaming services out there. I remember Lauren and I picked it up just kind of like randomly, and we were just like surprised at how good it was. Uh, it's it's sincerely like darn good, like it's really good. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird, but it's weird, but it's good. We went off the we went off the trail a little bit. So finish your split story. Because we so yeah so as I'm watching as I'm watching Split, 
we get, I mean, I am just full in. It is fantastic. It's old M night. Like it's that, it's that unbreakable signs, like tension pull. And McAvoy and dude. So underrated oh, as an actor. I don't, seriously. McAvoy. McAvoy. Dude, McAvoy. that guy is legit. How he dude. does not get more credit. I, I don't understand. I don't he's, understand. I mean, he's fantastic. Obviously he's fantastic. Um, and then, you know, McAvoy plays what is like 20 some odd, oh, 20 some odd personalities. And convincingly, he is convincingly convinced. Oh my gosh. Like could not be more accurate into those personalities. Um, plays everything amazingly well. So we get to the end of the movie and McAvoy goes beast, right? The beast mode turns happens. Into the beast, yeah. Turns into the beast, uh, kills some, some cops i think that were down there like rooting around yeah or rescue he, ta- he takes out a couple of the girls as well too and he ta- yeah kills mm-hmm. kills a couple of the girls eats one of them i think or eats, yeah eats one partially yeah like goes goes the beast mode and he is ripped like dude a dude hit the gym at least twice <laughs> he found it <laughs> he, he found you, the way you set. guys know where the weight room's at i'll figure it out yeah he found it <laughs> like like he found it he's good um and so right at the end of the movie Boom, we get the coffee shop scene, the diner scene. People are just kind of hanging out. And of course, the news is on in the background. And they're talking about this, this kidnapping and then this, this weird you know, person, this man who's a creature. And it's kind of things are getting like weird. And then, boom, we see Bruce Willis's face. And he's, yep. gorgeous, he's, got the, he's got the hood on. Yeah. Classic Unbreakable, right? Like, that's his costume. Right. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so fast forward into the glass trailer. We get Samuel L. Jackson, James McAvoy, and Bruce Willis all sitting in the room being interviewed by a psychiatrist. Um, and they're clearly in a mental hospital uh, because of what their delusions are of grand, their delusions of yeah. grandeur. Well, and it looks like too in are. the trailer, it looks like uh, Willis um, and man, I'm forgetting his character's name. I am really um, oh, dude, it's been a minute. We'll give you some. We'll give you some. Uh, yeah, give yeah you a no, break right? on um, it. But it looks like, at least in the trailer, that he David co- Dunn is, is David that Dunn character yeah, that he confronts the beast because it looks like the beast. At least in the trailer, looks like he captures a few other girls as well yeah. too. Yeah, there's like and another kidnapping. Beast escapes out the of the beast, mental hospital. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And David Dunn is the one who goes and rescues them because of and of course Elijah and, Price. Yeah, Elijah Price or Mr. Glass, right? Samuel L. Jackson is the one kind of turning the screws on Beast and yes. trying to see if he can doing a little and bit honestly, of a, kind of doing a little the, bit of a Loki thing, kind of like, you know, pulling yeah. the strings. He's see if playing can, both. Get, see if we can he's get the Beast sides. to come out, right? Just like Loki wanted the yeah. Hulk to come out. Let's see if we can get the Beast to come out. Yeah. And so he's trying to get that. And then he's trying to convince David Dunn, too, that he is, you know, unbreakable, right? Like he, the it, David Dunn apparently has... Uh, in the trailers, we kind of gather that he's been a vigilante yeah. from that point forward. Like he's continued the vigilante life. Um, and if they all get captured and put into this place, uh, it looks like Mr. Glass is also putting the screws on him uh, to to turn up the heat on Beast. And so it's like he's trying to play this marionette kind of figure out of these two superhumans, like which one's going to end up on top. And yeah, so this with, is a this Glass, is a game to to Elijah Price, right? Yeah. It's a game to Mr. Glass. I, I guess if I, you know, it, it's tough because this is a comic book movie. Even though there is no comic book associated with these movies, yeah, they are comic book movies, right? I mean, Glass oh, yeah. is a comic book store owner. He's oh, very yeah. much infatuated with heroes, villains. His comic shop is separated. There's like hero books, villains yeah. books, things like that. 
Uh, Glass to me comes across as very much like the Lex Luthor type. He doesn't really have superpowers, but he has this incredible intellect. It has yeah. this incredible ability to manipulate, and I think they kind of talk about that a little bit. Yeah, like his, in- his intelligence is is his off power, the charts. Essentially, like his influence. Charts. Yeah, like yeah. It, <clears throat> he's able to influence, and he's a, he's an intelligent person, and he can he can kind of <clears throat> coax people down a certain path. But yeah. Anyway, we don't have to, we're not. I mean, we're talking about a bunch of trailers here. So, um, but it did. It looks. But, it looks great, dude. Man. It's uh, it, kicking what, in, what an unexpected kicking in the trilogy. metal walls of the. Obviously, the doors are coming off the hinges. Uh, in the uh, in the trailer, doors are getting kicked down by both David Dunn and Beast. And oh uh, man, it's I. Oh man, it's gonna be great. <laughs> I, I'm interested in in what sort of uh, twist we're gonna get with yeah. this one. Yeah. Uh, and it it's was ex- all a dream. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's all a child's dream. Uh, it's all a child's dream who lives in the village (laughs) and full circled point done during an alien invasion (laughs) of a of another child's ghost yeah uh, (laughs) christmas um yeah what a what a cool unexpected trilogy you know yeah Um, because you know i got spoiled on split before i saw it and it was one of those kind of inadvertent things yeah yeah I didn't see it in the theater. Uh, really wasn't super like, oh my gosh, I got I to gotta see this. I got to see it. It's like, right, oh, okay, yeah. yeah, you know, catch it as either as a rental or if it pops up on HBO or whatever. And I, I just was going through an uh, entertainment article and boom, got spoiled. I'm like, well, okay, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I have that to look forward to. Yeah. Didn't, didn't ruin the movie for me. In fact, it, it, the anticipation became much more because I didn't know where david dunn showed up in right. this movie all this yeah. article said was that david dunn shows up and you know from unbreakable i'm like whoa so the whole time i'm watching split i'm like is it now it's got to be now is it now and then i kind of forgot yeah. that he was going to be there until the very end i'm like oh there he is you know so yeah yeah man a great unexpected trilogy uh it's very much a comic book movie without being like based in something in print. Uh, yeah. Very fun, man. And dude, I am real excited to see the dynamic of those three actors together yeah. uh, in the same room. Are they the same level of acting ability? I don't think so. I don't, I don't know if I'd put Bruce Willis on the same level as a James McAvoy, but when I think of the characters that Willis has played and has gone yeah. all in on, David Dunn yeah. is one of them. And Samuel L. Jackson, uh, again, there are some movies where you're like, oh boy, was that, was that, a, was that a, just a paycheck, my friend? And then there are yeah. others where he was all in and you could feel it. And Mr. Glass was one of those characters that he yep. was all in. And so real excited to see where this goes. It, it's going to be a fun one. Yeah. And it's coming I'm, in a I'm good time. I think it's excited. January yeah. 2019. So yeah. it's going to be after all the you know holiday jam-packed with blockbusters and oscar buzzworthy movies so i think they're releasing it at a a really nice time where it can kind of stand on its own and doesn't have to worry about being overshadowed by something else yeah super excited about super excited about glass last but not least uh last trailer we want to hit on even though it did not debut at san diego comic-con we just got it a couple days ago venom number two yeah debuted um Boy, I'll tell you, it, this is a tough one for me because uh, I really like the Venom character. Have been a fan of Venom. Yeah, I, I love Venom's story arc in the comics. Don't really like yeah. where he's gone so much recently. Yeah, 
but as with all things Marvel right now, they're resetting Venom, which is really the right way to go, as they've done with Spider-Man and Iron Man and Cap and all those other titles. Uh, man, Brian, I'm so torn on this because when Spider-Man three came out and, you know, we were told we were going to have the black suit, we were going to have Venom was so excited about that because when we talk about superheroes, having the ultimate villain, that one villain that is just is in their head for whatever reason. Yeah. With Batman, it's not the Joker. It's Bane. It's Bane. Bane. Absolutely. Joker and Batman will always be intertwined, but Bane is that one that Batman is just like, man, you know, because we all know how that went with Superman. It's, you know, Doomsday with Spider-Man. It's Venom because Venom knows everything there is to know about Peter Parker and then some. And that's what made that character so unique and different. It had spider-man's ability it had parker's knowledge it had eddie brock's natural gifted strength and then with this twisted betrayal that the symbiote had it's like peter betrayed me and now i'm going to make peter pay for what he's done and then eddie brock making peter want to pay for losing his job at the daily planet it means for such an interesting balance and of course there was nobody better drawing Venom than Todd McFarlane, who can ever dismiss, you know, that Spider Amazing Spider-Man cover with Venom just hulking on the on the cover, holding yeah. a limp Spider-Man by his suit, you know, and yeah. So the Venom that we got in the Spider-Man movie uh, sucked, and it was well, we got we got it, emo Spider-Man, we got emo, emo Peter Parker, we had villains, the, and then the roof. super overconfident. Oh, it, it, Peter Parker a disaster and Topher Grace. God bless him. I know he tried, but we ended up with the with a wise. I would have preferred him as Spider-Man. Right. Thank you. He it, was a better Peter Parker yeah, than Tobey Maguire ever was. Because we ended up with a wise cracking Venom and then a Venom that's like having to make alliances with Sandman, which would never happen. Venom did not make alliances, did not make agreements. Yeah. Venom is the is if you talk about like the modern anti-hero, that's Venom. He's not a bad guy, he's not a good guy. He's Venom. And so now we've got this Venom movie that I think it's very safe to say at this point is not associated with the MCU. There was that hint that it potentially could be. Doesn't look like it is. There's a rumor that, oh my gosh, Tom Holland's gonna show up. No, he's not. No, he's not. You you really think Marvel is going to let Tom Holland show up in Venom before they, you know, fix the storyline? Not that it needs to be fixed, but wrap up the Infinity War storyline. They're going to have Spider-Man show up. Spider-Man's show not going to show up again until Avengers number four. Okay? Right. He's not. So throw that out the window. You're not going to see a Tobey Maguire yeah. Spider-Man. You're not going to see an Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. You're not going to see Spider-Man. There's no spider on Venom's chest. This is a very different Venom. I think Tom Hardy looks good. I always love Tom Hardy, but by golly, Hardy is man, never a question, to be honest with you. By golly, Tom Hardy has never been the question. If, if I have to have subtitles to watch Venom so I can understand what the flip-flap he's saying. <laughs> they had to change Bane's voice. Remember that? Remember in the trailer, if you go back. Batman, we will take the, the people, Batman. You know, it's if you remember that trailer when oh he's my in the gosh. plane yes. and they do they do the voice dope, it's like <laughs> I don't understand what you're saying. I like I literally what, yes. I can't hear you. And I do the I world's want worst to hear you. 
and I do the world's worst Bane impression. You well, know, Sean I, Connery as Bane, and I love yeah, that. I I I I think my Bane <laughs> impression is funny. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> you know, just this up and down. Yeah, so they had to go back. Nolan had to go back and have Hardy re-record everything, and thank goodness he did because it worked. Yeah, we loved Bane in The Dark Knight uh, Rises. Great portrayal. Oh man, so good. And and so now we've got Venom, who I will say I think he looks good. I think the CGI looks good. Sure, but holy moly, he starts talking, and I'm like, what? Yeah. Like I'm I'm pressing my <laughs> face up a, up against yeah. my iPad so I can try to understand what he's saying. I finally put on headphones. Yeah, and that and, and, yeah, and, and even my uh, you know uh, pricey headphones couldn't couldn't fix yeah. Venom's voice. I'm like, woo wee, yeah. not a good start. It, yeah, to me, it it uh, it looks like a mess. Um, I think uh, I it's it looks directionless. It looks uh, so. It looks like it a looks, Sony movie. It looks like, a, and that's what my next point was. It was it's a Sony, and honest to God, here's and here's I'm what sorry, I said. I didn't mean to steal your thunder on that, You're man. I'm sorry. <laughs> who cares? It's thunder that's said. Doesn't matter whose it is, but uh, it doesn't. And that's the thing, like with Sony, and I said this when we when we first heard the sniffings of this movie. And what's wonderful is we were able to cover this when we when we heard the sniffings of this thing starting, uh, and no one was cast yet. No one was even thinking. You know, no one was cast. But when we heard about it. Uh, a couple years ago now, um, you and I both were just like, seriously, like this, you're really doing that? Like, and, and once, cause that was after the Marvel deal went through for, um, Spider-Man. Yeah. When they were able to get when Spider-Man they, they into a Marvel play movie. Nice. When they played nice. And then I was like, dude, this is it. This is the moment where we're going to see Sony cashing in on the Spider-Man franchise while Spider-Man is the hotness right now. Spider-Man is the new favorite. Well, what can we do over here at Sony to get all the reapings of the benefits and all the cash flow and everything else that we can get? We got to make a Spider-Man related movie. That way people who are missing Spider-Man from Infinity War can come on over here to Sony's side, Sony's side and get some of the Spider-Man universe that they've been missing. And that's all this movie is. And it could not be more clear to me that that's all this movie is. I don't believe there is thought in this character. I don't believe there is a plot that's going to stick with this character. I believe it is just a cash grab. It's a throwing at the screen. It's a fantastic four. It's going to just be pretty and explodey. And you're going to have venom. And like that's the depth of it. We're going to see the rumor is venom isn't even in it that much. That's the that's the other hot yeah, rumor, that's right? almost like a we may have seen rumor, all the venom that we're yes. gonna see in the trailer because they were criticized and highly criticized and rightfully so they were highly criticized that they did not show venom at all in that first trailer. That first trailer had zero venom in it. It was Tom Hardy having a spaz attack on the which MRI they've table. added venom CGI into that. Spaz then they attack, papped, yeah. yeah, they mm-hmm. added on that venom CGI right in that moment. And then they added a but I feel like we've seen all the venom we're gonna see. I'm with you on that. I just feel like this movie's gonna be about this deep, man. It's gonna be an inch deep swimming pool, and it's just gonna be covering all the hits, and they're just gonna try to cash in the most that they can. Second on the other side of that coin, Tom Hardy looks great. Tom <laughs> Hardy is great. 
Tom Hardy is great. I think he's going to be great. Some of the CGI did look really cool. Some of the explosions did look really great. I'm excited to see an action movie that's going to have a comic book theme to it. But to call it anything other than an action movie with a comic book overtone, I think is I think is overstating it. Yeah, I think it'll look really good on 4K Blu-ray. Yeah, it's going to look great. It's going to look great. It's going to yeah. be explodey. There's going to be a lot of fast-moving stuff, and it's going to have a comic book theme on it. That's literally the that's about as deep as that goes. And There's going to be no story to that. Yeah, movie. and it's uh, and, and uh, Ryan, I think I think you and I could file this under we we hope we're wrong type of thing. Sure, you know, uh, and, and we're not going to dwell on this a lot. Been wrong because, before, and I've been and I've enjoyed the hell out of it. Right? I am totally right? fine with being wrong. Yeah, but and ugh. this one, yeah, this one doesn't. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. one's not inspiring. I'm throwing money on this one though. Yeah, uh, and, and it's a character that uh, I will say, um, it, it, while it has been, he has been able to thrive on his own outside of Spider-Man, uh, at least in print. Yep. He is forever yep. tied to Spider-Man. That's the challenge. Yeah. That's the challenge. He is forever, I, forever, forever, forever tied to Spider-Man. And so he now comes we're, from Spider-Man. Yeah. It, it, in my Symbiote's opinion. Symbiote's first interaction with a human is Peter Parker. Yes. And in, in my opinion, it's, you know, Wolverine can stand on his own, but he's always tied to the X-Men. Always. He'll always yeah. be tied to the X-Men. And he's had great runs with solo books. The movies have been uh, Origins. Yeah. I, I like the Wolverine. Logan was a great send-off for that character. How he's portrayed in Days of Future Past was so good. But he's a character who can stand on his own. But he's will forever be associated with the X-Men. So it would be like, I guess, doing a Wolverine movie with no mention of the X-Men. Yeah. And you'd be like, that doesn't work. We're going to act like the X-Men don't exist, right? So now we're going to do a Venom movie and we're going to act like Spider-Man doesn't exist. I I don't know. I don't know. I I, I think that character deserves more. And I hope, man, I hope I'm proven wrong. Dude, and we could be proven wrong two minutes into the movie when Peter Parker is mentioned by name. Maybe so. That'd be great. And and that that could be the big reveal that yes this does take place in the mcu i doubt it i really really doubt it yeah i'd be super surprised so anyway i want to move on uh from venom for for time's sake uh real quick on last thing on the movie front um robert de niro joaquin phoenix this unnamed or joker origin movie super that confusing that they're doing on an, an alleged 15 million dollar budget i think or something like that it's like this really small budget movie that will not be a part of the dceu uh i, I joked you with you i said 1500 <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. Uh, I, I joked with you after Robert De Niro uh, was like, oh, saying, you know, I'd like to be a part of this." I'm like, "Well, who's next? The, uh, Al Pacino? Yeah, you know, just uh, get uh, Warren Beatty. I mean, uh, Jiminy Jillikers. I mean, it. Uh, you know, you and I were like, "Don't do this." When we first heard about it, it was like, "Don't do this. Don't. You're you're yeah. you're you're peeing in the pool, and the pH levels are already out of whack, and and you're going to add more ammonia here if we do this, and." It looks like Ryan. It is green lit. It is on its way. It's coming. Yeah. This will have nothing. And, and also, 
We know that there's a Jared Leto Joker movie that is DCEU. I am yeah. much more interested in that. I want to see where Bling Bling Joker goes. We love that interpretation. That is what makes the Joker so great. Is yeah. you, you have a blueprint, but you don't have to stick to a formula. Stick to the what blueprint, the, I mean, that's, but don't stick to the formula. So what and, the hell is going on with this Joker origin story? Ex- right? I know. Like, I, What in the world is happening to where you need to create a joke and, or- joke and origin story without anyone who is currently cast as the Joker? That, Jared Leto's let, not in this movie. Like we've we've all but almost confirmed this, unless he's like last second join. Like, there's no Jared Leto. There's no Ben Affleck as Batman. You can't tell a Joker origin story if it's going to follow the Killing Joke. You can't have that without Batman. Batman's the, the one who the dropped jo- him into that's the chemicals. The whole point. Batman's the one Ugh. who created the Joker. So yeah, it just Ugh. it. My anyway. next tighten it up. I'm stressing out about this. I thing. know, right? It's so we're making me upset. We're both big thumbs down on that one. Um, so yeah, moving on, moving on. Hey, uh, I want to hit a couple things in print. Um, unless there's anything else you want to add to the trailers, spend a lot of time on trailers. No. Okay. I'm good. Uh, a couple things in print that I want to give a quick shout out to. Uh, Marvel is in their process of the the reset, the hard reset. Number ones are on their way. I've got right here. Then I'm going to. Hopefully you can see it through the shininess. That's Captain America number one. Oh, that's not an Alex Ross cover, is it? No, but it certainly looks like one, doesn't it? God, man. Pretty amazing. Hard reset. New X-Men book set to debut, X-Men Black. But I am super interested in. Yeah, you told me about this a little bit. Focusing on the villains of the X-Men world. And don't know how, what the longevity of that could be, but it certainly sounds intriguing from the get-go. It's called X-Men Black. And essentially it's, and it's going to be coming this fall. uh, It's essentially the bad guys and how they essentially interact with each other. Yeah. Sort of when they have to unite against something that's even bigger than them. And I think that's always been intriguing yeah. to people. Everyone loves it when the good guys and the bad guys have to work together, right? There's a common enemy coming that's more powerful than them. And now all of a sudden Magneto has to work with the X-Men, right? We all find that super interesting. Like, Ooh. Yeah. Right. Totally. And then, uh, now we've got this book that is going to be focusing in on the villains and how they in, interact with each other. Not really much is known about it. Uh, it's going to start off with a series called Heart of Darkness. Magneto is going to be the main focus, which makes nice. sense. Who better yeah. to launch? Some are speculating that this will be the death of Magneto, like the final death of Magneto. No so, kidding. Bold move. Bold move. He's been killed before, but they've always managed to bring him back in some, yeah. some way. And so, again, not, not a lot has been talked about it. Uh, it was just recently mentioned a couple weeks ago. It won't debut for another couple months. But I got to say, I'm really interested in that. And, and again, it goes with what we've been seeing about with Marvel for almost, the, what, two years now we've been doing this show? That yeah. Give us something new. 
restart these series. Give us fresh, new, exciting. Man, if you're going to give me an X-Men book that is the X-Men villains coming together, not just like as a hall of doom type of thing, how do we conquer the world, right? right. But like we're getting together because, man, there are... Bat- we have to. Because we have to. Yeah. I'm very interested in that. Now, I don't know if it's going to be... I don't know the longevity, right? Because we just got done talking about Venom. Yeah. That's how Venom started out in his solo books was, well, it's a bad guy. And then he became anti-hero, and then he became a hero, and then he became mm-hmm. a member of the Avengers, and then, and then it just was like, well... Yeah, now he's not really so cool anymore. Yeah. You know, now he's just he's just a good guy along with everyone else. So yeah. now I haven't read the reset of Venom number one. I have I not hear, either. I what I hear, and this is from um, I got a buddy at work who's also into comics. We talk a little bit too. Um, what I hear is that we are getting back to that antihero. Yeah, and it is Eddie Brock. Venom. As well, so, too, this time around. Yeah. So, I hear yeah. we're back on track with it, which would be a lot of fun to see, but we'll see. I don't know. I can't, I can't say yes or no on that one. Yeah. Well, and is the challenge when Marvel starts resetting everything to number one, it's like, okay, well, I've got this amount of money and <laughs> yeah. all these awesome books that I want to read. And that's a good problem to have, Marvel. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. That's a very good problem to have. And so I'm excited over that, man. I think that, I think that could be a lot of fun. Um, see where it goes. Uh, so I think that's that's pretty cool. Along with the X Men lines, uh, we were very blessed uh, a oh couple months ago, yeah, to get an early preview copy of a book called Untamed, yeah, by Doctor Susanna Flores. Uh, I actually met her and um, had no idea that she was a author. She had no idea that I was a comic book fan podcaster. And we just started talking and she brings up that she's writing this book. I'm like, wow. I said, that sounds amazing. And during the course, she goes, well, she said, you know, you might not think it's amazing. She goes, you know, it's it's based off, you know, know, Wolverine. She goes, you know who Wolverine is? I said, yeah, I know who Wolverine is. And (laughs) a little bit, little, little bit. And I told her, I said, hey, I said, you know, actually, I said, I'm a, I'm a comic book reader and collector going, I said, you know. 45 going all the way back to when I was 16. I said, I've got a comic book podcast with, you know, great friend, my best friend, Ryan. And she's like, really? And so we got to talking and she <laughs> yeah. started telling me more about this book. Um, it's called untamed. It's about the psychology of Wolverine. And she goes, uh, would you guys like to have an early copy of the book? And I said, well, of course we would. Absolutely. So yeah, uh, she asked for, uh, some contact information. So I gave her the show's email address and let Ryan know. And she said, okay, she said, you'll be hearing from my publicist. Now um, I'm assuming that Dr. Flores listens to the show because she certainly likes a lot of the stuff we tweet about. Um, <laughs> I was a little skeptical at first, uh, no insult intended. Cause you're kind of like, yeah, you know, okay. Okay. She says, we're going to get a copy of the book. And you know, she talks about how she's met Stan Lee. She's met Chris Claremont. She's interviewed wow. Hugh Jackman. She's uh, interviewed, uh, you know, people who have written and drawn Wolverine. And so this, this lady uh, has done her work. She's put work into it. And so I'm thinking, it's like, wow. I said, you know, I, you know we'll probably kind of get forgotten because we're just a couple of guys with a small podcast. Boy, were we ever wrong. <laughs> About <laughs> three days later, we yeah. get a PDF copy in our inbox of the full book, not a snippet a yeah, full-on full yeah. PDF copy of the book. 
No, no NDA was asked for. And they said, here's the book, read it, enjoy it. And, uh, I texted Ryan. I'm like, talk about a lady of her word. Thank you. Dr. Yeah. Flores. You're, you're a awesome. woman of your word. Thank you. Yeah. And, uh, I'll be very honest. I have not had a chance to read through the whole thing. I have read quite a bit of it. I'm enjoying it. It's a really interesting take on Wolverine and it's allowing me to kind of view that character in very different ways. And uh, I'll let you take the steering wheel here in a second. It's, it's a, an approach to this character. And this is not a comic book, guys. She did not write a comic book. Okay. I mean, this no, is no, a no. book uh, on the psychology. It's only words. It's so only words. There are yeah, no pictures. You got to get your, you got to get your reading glasses 75% on. of the audience just turned it off. Well, forget that. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> just It's all kidding. big words. There's some big words in there. There's some there's just, you know, medium words in there, but I mean, there's just book learnings. There's so, just book words in there. Yeah. Uh, and it's <laughs> essentially like, you know, how Wolverine portrays masculinity portrays what a man is, what a man shouldn't be, how vulnerable yeah. can you be, how vulnerable should you be. Um, it touches on like social issues of acceptance and uh, just, you know, and we, I think we've all thought of mutants and, yeah. you know, Wolverine and a lot of these aspects and she, and we're not going to spoil the book. We're not no, here no, to spoil no, no, that no, because no. we want you to buy her book. It is available for sale. We want you yeah. to buy her book. <laughs> and it's on Amazon it. right now. You can get it on the Kindle. You can get it through paperback. Absolutely. Um, please, 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 please buy this book. What? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I and it just, uh, no, I'm going it, to, it just, uh, it, it's allowed me to view, even though I knew that a lot of these themes were there, but she approaches it not just as a fan, which I think is sometimes what we do. We approach it as a fan. She is able to tie in a lot of Logan's journey. And what's mm -hmm. interesting is that how often she'll sometimes separate Logan and Wolverine, mm -hmm. which I find very interesting because we don't often do that, right? It's yeah. easy to separate Bruce Wayne, Batman, Tony Stark, yeah. Iron Man, Steve Rogers, Captain America. Well, maybe you yeah. can't separate those two. They're almost <laughs> in their, yeah. in, the same. But sometimes Logan is not acting like Wolverine. No. And Wolverine is not acting like Logan. And so and she ties that a lot in with her own personal journey, which makes the book very, very personal as well, too. Um, and so we were very, very honored to get this book early uh, and to have it in our possession uh, and, and be one of the, the few people that she chose to give this book to, to just really yeah. a couple of guys she's never met. She hasn't even met Ryan. No. Um, I, I have interacted with her. Uh, on two different occasions now. And uh, I see her every once in a while. So yeah, man, uh, very honored to have that uh, yeah. ability to have that book. What I can say about it is I, you know, I haven't finished it either. Um, sorry, Dr. Flores. Uh, if you are listening to the show, I have not finished that book. Um, when I got a copy of this book, John and I, uh, what's interesting is that we were both, it was a, it was a, I remember that being kind of a rough month for organizing anything. And, uh, for, especially for the show, you know, we were able to get a couple of shows out, um, during like the May and June, I had just started a new job, which, um, has completely taken over a lot of honestly my life. And that's why last week kind of happened the way last week happened. Um, when we meant to, you know, meant to get the show done and, uh, uh, when we meant to get the show out last week and we, <clears throat> ended up not so anyway uh excuses and and reasons and all of my bullcrap aside um 
<laughs> I have I have do- I've I've read the first couple chapters of the book. Um, and what I can tell you guys, uh, again, I don't want to spoil anything, but what I can tell you is that I have never seen a more comprehensive introduction to a character, uh, that I have read so far. And I had, you know, want to be honest with you when, when John told me about like, Hey, we got this, you know, I met this, this woman who wrote this book. Um, I actually just did a quick Google search of Dr. Suzanne Flores. She's got Ted talks already on this stuff. So if you're curious, which I will post on our Twitter, actually. Um, I So if you're kind of curious and you're like, man, I don't know if I want to spend like 30 bucks on a book um, or paperback or $16 on the, the Kindle version of it, totally get it. But she's got the TED Talks on this topic of Wolverine. This is not something that she just was like, hey, comic book movies are cool. Let me go ahead and see what I can make out, make money off of this with. <laughs> no, uh, definitely it's clearly not. not. No, like, and that's the not. thing. Like it does not seem it, to me when I started reading the book, I was like, I was almost to be honest, I was skeptical. I was a little guarded. I was like, okay, how is this going to read? How am I going to you know, do this? And obviously, you know, she gave this to us not as a promotion, uh, but just as a as a gift for us to read and kind of review um, and just to be honest about. So and that's the way I took this all. I don't know if I'm misinter- misinterpreting anything, but I took it as just like a, hey, check it out, review it, talk about it if you want to. See you later. Um, but I have not seen it. Like I said, the introduction and the storyline of Wolverine as a kid, I have not. That was some of that stuff was new to me. As much as I think I'm a Wolverine fan and I'm interested in the story of Wolverine, some of that story was brand spanking new to my eyes. And I tell you, I have, I have, I've yet to finish the book, but it is hard to put it down um, of going through this thing and understanding what what she titles it, the psychology of Marvel's Wolverine. Yeah, um, I have. This is it's on point. Like it's sincerely on point. Uh, with how we break down, with how I think you and I kind of break down these characters, and like how how the redemption works, and how the storylines work, and how the you know how that fits into their world, and what they think of why they're she's she goes into why he is a loner, like why he sticks to you know sticks to being by himself when he's surrounded by people that love him and that yeah. care about him, and that why he continues to stay alone, and what that means, and what's going through his head. She goes through every every little facet of this character. So, if you have watched, excuse me, if you have watched every X Men movie, if you have watched all the Wolverine origin stories movies, yes, the terrible one included, um, and loved every second of it, and just said, "Why can't I get more Wolverine?" I honestly cannot cannot say enough that this this book is the place to go, and I'm not yeah. even done with it. Absolutely, uh, absolutely, <laughs> I, I I could not agree more. And, and that doesn't come from, oh, well, you guys got the book for free. No, 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 no. This is something that uh, I, I would, I will, excuse me, would and will spend money on to have in, in a yeah. collection. Yeah. Because it, I, I like the way that you put it. It's, it's not just a jumping on to something because, well, comic books are the hot thing, right? And yeah. This is a lot of years of reading, studying, interviewing, analyzing, and then connecting the dots. Yeah. And we have all seen our favorite comic book characters try to be disassembled by this person, that person, and you walk away from it going, 
did you ever even read a comic book? Because wow, we, you are off. <laughs> you are off. Not with this. This is, this is coming from the heart of someone who loves the character, but is able to take the love of that character and kind of step outside of it and really analyze deep that when Wolverine was created 30 some years ago, 40 some years ago, that what they were planting the seeds for, um, I'm, I'm not so sure that they were really, they really knew where it was going to go and how Wolverine, what we've seen with his absence from Marvel, certainly there's been old man, Logan, the new, the all new Wolverine with a grown up. Yeah. X 23. Those are good stories. The old man Logan story is is extremely captivating, but that's not Wolverine. That's that's a version of Wolverine, and that was a missing ingredient. I, I, I you know, Ryan, I, I put it up there with, you know, dude. If you took Batman out of DC, it doesn't work. Yeah. If you take Wolverine out of Marvel, that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't. You work. lose everything. everything yeah, falls absolutely. Apart. So. Reasonableness. We uh, absolutely recommend picking up uh, Untamed, The yeah. Psychology of Marvel's Wolverine by Dr. Susanna Flores. Like Ryan if said, you can get it on Amazon right now if you yeah. want a physical copy of it. If you like the digitals, it's available on the Kindle store and the iBook store if you like to purchase there. Uh, pick it up. I think you guys are really going to love it. It's, it's a if great book. Yeah. And check out her TED Talks. She's easy to find. Oh YouTube.com. Yeah. Type in Dr. Susanna Flores. TED Talk. There you go. They're right there. Yeah. If uh, you're curious where to find the link, check her Twitter page because I just put, I just put the uh, link Please to Please pick it up. There. Support Dr. Susanna Flores and, and read it. A really excellent book. Yep. Absolutely. All right, Ryan. Cool, man. We? So much good stuff. There's so much more we could cover, but Always. We're gonna, we're Isn't gonna there always the stuff we can one. always talk about? Yeah, we'll just, let's just go all <laughs> night, man. Yeah. Well, if you're curious, again, if you're curious where to find that book, you can find it on our Twitter page at RFBPC. Uh, that's where we are at. Um, it's safe to say at this point not to get into anything at all, but we don't even check our Facebook anymore. So don't try to even post don't anything bother. or ask any question there. If you're interested in questioning or what's going on, like you can always ask us questions on Twitter. Uh, John and I both uh, follow that so, or in involved in that. So it will both either one of us will say something to you. Um, you can also email us at reasonablefanboys at gmail.com. We're also there. Um, that's pretty much our internet presence for the year. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Until a new social media comes out that we just absolutely just need to get jump on the bandwagon for. <laughs> that's where we're at. <laughs> and nobody wants to see us on Instagram. Trust us. <laughs> we've said it. We've said it once. We'll say it again. Two faces made for radio. That's right. Faces that were made for radio. <laughs> Who knows? We may live stream one day. If it if it's easy, if the if it's a click of a button, it yeah. might happen. Yeah. But who Reg, knows? Rex keeps bugging me to do a YouTube. We do have a YouTube version of Saucy Riffs and Tasty Licks, but it's yeah. just the audio. It's just the audio, right? Yeah, yeah. And he keeps bugging me. He's like, dude, he goes, I want to do a video. I'm like, that's fine, man. The camera's going to look at you for two because that show goes long. That's a little bit more of a free form. Yeah. Uh, I said, the, the camera's going to look at you for two and a half hours. It will not look at me. I don't like pictures of myself. <laughs> I don't like you, video brother. of myself. I'm uh, with you. <laughs> so if you really think, Mr. Rex Diamond, that people want to stare at your mug for two and a half hours, <laughs> just be my guest because they won't just be, be looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> I want it to just be a close-up of Rex, like from the <laughs> eyes to nose. Oh, Like brother. if that could be the, <laughs> like that's the view. 
oh, for geez. two <laughs> for uh, two and a half hours. And it has to be live. It doesn't have to be, it's not a picture. It's literally a video of that. Wow. So Rex, if you hear me, then there, that's what I want for a well, live show. Uh, speaking of, uh, for fans, uh, cause we know we have fans who listen to both shows. Thank you so much for doing that. Yeah. Uh, Sertle saucy riffs, tasty licks. will be back with a new show next weekend. Uh, we are super excited because Rex's band is about to release an EP. So yeah. if you're in the music world, an EP means it's only about four songs, maybe five. Stands yeah. for extended play for you youngins out there. It's like, what the heck's an EP? EP stands for extended play, which means it's just a smaller album. But it's a big milestone. Uh, but it's for bigger Rex. than a single. It is bigger than a single, and it, but it's not as big as a full album, which is called an LP, which stands for long play. Long there we play. go. Uh, so they are super excited about that. No, I am not a member of the band. I still get asked all the time what instrument I play. And I'm like, I don't. Tambourini. Yeah, the triangle is what I play. Um, and, and but you no, play I am damn well, son. Yeah, right. I am not a member of the band. Uh, the band goes by the name Creased Trow. I am not a member, uh, but I am happy to be a de facto member and lumped yeah, in with sure. those guys. I'm not going to argue with that. But uh, I am helping to contribute with the final build of the album in terms of uh, sound, mix, things like that. So I'm getting my feet wet a little bit with that. So yeah. anyway, I'm not here to, to promote that, but I'm here to promote Sister Show, Saucy Riffs, Tasty Licks. We're excited to be talking about Chris Trow's album release because even though it is a band, it's still very much associated with both shows and uh, they yeah. all kind of go hand in hand with each other. So... Give us what a listen. Say, didn't that. they post? Uh, did they post that cover on their SoundCloud page? Yes, they have. They did a cover of the Hollow. Yes, by Perfect a Perfect Circle. Circle. Yes, and it and will. It's aside amazing. from listening to the original. Yes, that sincerely, and I and I know we know Rex. Honestly, I just wouldn't talk about it if I didn't like it. To be honest, like Rex I'll, is a you gifted know, musician. He I'm not going to say. Yeah. I would if I did not like it. I would just blow past this. We wouldn't even be talking about this. I'd already say goodnight. <laughs> but sincerely it's amazing I, it tool and perfect circle are you know are just kind of like known bands that people just don't cover because of how complicated everything can be yeah and, and if that's you're gonna down do to it vocal you, trains yeah, that's you down better do to it right you better and if do you it do right. it you've got to nail it like you cannot miss it and i'm telling you they nail this. They did the hollow, which is one of my favorite songs. I think it's the intro track to it is. Uh, Murder Mer Nom. de Gnomes. Uh, Mer de Gnomes. Yeah. Um, it's one, one of, of the my greatest favorite. albums of all time. Oh my gosh, sincerely. But yeah, it's one of it's it is uh probably one of my favorite songs on that album, if mm -hmm. not the favorite song, but it's one of the favorite songs on that album. I like Orestes, uh, that's my favorite. No, yeah. Well, it's, it's again. It's I know, kind of but it's, to, it's, it's like you're it's arguing like, yeah, which like porterhouse steak tastes the best. <laughs> <laughs> Sincerely, man. Like, oh my gosh. Well, this steak or this steak? Well, I don't know. I don't they're, both know. Great. they're both, they're both steak steaks, and they're, really and they're both good. amazing. Like, it's just amazing. <laughs> but guys, I'm telling you, if you haven't heard it, look them up. SoundCloud. We'll have to get the link. I'll post it on Twitter too. Um, and uh, listen to this track. And if you like Perfect Circle, then you will love their yes. take their cover of this tune it is gorgeous it is absolutely gorgeous rex so, does a phenomenal job singing that tune he does very absolutely gifted musician job. very gifted musician yeah. um angry matt haskell who plays the drums yeah uh literally four hours worth of rehearsal uh just to get the drum track correctly that's how much they were invested in this cover now their ep is not going to be covers this is just a Hey, we're going to throw this out on SoundCloud. 
but the dedication to do four hours worth of rehearsal just yeah. on drum track alone to ensure that the sound was there should tell you uh, the work that's going to be put into original songs. So we're excited to be talking about that on the next uh, Saucy Riffs, Tasty Licks. Uh, this is my first kind of little step into pre-production or excuse me, post-production on music. So I'm very honored uh, to be asked to do that. So anyway, um, if you listen to both shows, you got that to look to. Dude, absolutely killer. So uh, yeah, thank you Rex for providing the most, some of the most amazing music I've heard in a while um, come out of some original artists. <laughs> so, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Thanks again. Again, uh, you can find us uh, on Twitter, on email, let us know what you think. Uh, let us know what you think of the book. Buy that. Buy Untamed. Um, and let us know what you think of that. We think buy it's, it right now. We, Click the link. Go. Yeah. It's already, on the, it's already up. You will it's, not be, it's money very well spent. Yeah. Um, thank you guys so much. This is Reasonable Fanboys. My name is Ryan. I am John. You guys have a great one. <laughs>